Leadership and cultivating a winning culture were the hot topics at the 80th annual ABCA baseball convention in Dallas, Texas this past weekend. Baseball is like life and business. If you can learn and grow from your failures, you will be successful. We took Keep the Line Moving on the road to listen to coaches talk about this and so much more. How do they reach their players? It's Keep the Line Moving, Coaches Week. We have taken Keep the Line Moving on the road. Can you believe it? We have a series of podcasts for you. You're going to love them. We lead it off with the head baseball coach at Clemson University. His name, Eric Backage. You're here at this conference with all these coaches, everybody who does what you do. They know what you're feeling now in January, getting ready for the season. What's first and foremost on your mind as you prep for the 2024 baseball season? Wow. Now, yeah, you see, I'm supposed to start me off with like cupcakes, not yeah, not the hard ones. Sorry. Um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You, you know, got like it. Like I mentioned, you know, any any opportunity to talk about leadership uh, is something that I, I would always want to do and, and think that it's a topic that needs to be discussed more. Um, so the the on top of mind all the time is is growth and improvement. Any time of year, we're always there's no finish line when you're on that journey of being a lifelong learner or, you know, teaching our, our players to, you know, just strive to continue to get better. So this time of year, even though we're a month and change away from opening day, but, you know, less than six weeks, that target is still on improvement and on, on growth. And so we'll um, see our players for the first time since the holiday break ended on Wednesday. That'll be the first day of school and we'll get cranked up that day. Eric, what I loved what you just said, first of all, your respect for leadership. Obviously, you're at a major university doing great work on the baseball field, but you care about the athletes, right? And as you, as a continuous learner, allows you to be great with the athletes. What is your philosophy and approach to being a continuous learner? Well, to oversimplify it, uh, it's a brain-body-ball approach, right? And everybody... Not everybody, that's probably not fair, but a lot of coaches just focus on the ball. And the ball is important because it represents the outcome of the game. It represents opportunities for players to advance their career. What the ball does and what the scoreboard shows is is very important, but it can't just be the sole point of focus. And so there's a lot of different ways to measure the ball, and a lot of people get tied up and, and, and paralyzed with so much technology out there and what we've tried to do is understand that if you want to make the ball do better things you got to unlock your body so there's a huge point of emphasis on the body in our program and how to improve it but then a step beyond that is the brain moves the body and if you really want to be a high performer and unlock your potential you got to unlock your brain and that's where leadership comes in because for us it's about shifting the target getting it off of stats, off of performance, off of outcomes, all the things the ball does, and putting it on just being a better teammate. And fundamentally, philosophically, that's how our program is built, is if you want to have a great team, you got to have a bunch of great teammates. So when we talk about brain, body, ball, specifically the brain, these kids today, they have a lot of stress. And we do classroom environment and classroom sessions where we drive those cortisol stress levels down and get the good chemicals up. And a lot of it stems from being a good person, being a servant leader. When we talk about leadership, we have to talk about service. And in our program, we we do that. 
uh, and we get out in the community and serve the community. Uh, but teach the guys to shift the target, take it off of them, put it on other people, and to start to think instead of what's in it for me, what can I get, shift it and start thinking what can I give. And it's amazing when they have that mindset and they truly are a giver and they truly do want to contribute and be a part of something bigger than themselves. It's amazing the things that come to them in return. People that listen to this podcast all the time and know that we talk about what you're saying right now are ecstatic because they know how much I identify with everything that you're saying. It's so important to be in that service mindset. It's not about just the profit margins or the numbers or whatever the individual metrics are that determine your success. It's about who you are as a person. Let me ask you this. When you're in the recruiting process to bring in an athlete to Clemson, an 18-year-old or a junior college or whatever in the portal, right, whatever that mechanism is to get your new players, how do you explain that in a finite amount of time? I know you have several visits, but... How do you do you do it just as you did right here today or how do you make sure that someone's listening and identifying with that type of thought process? I you you hit it right on the head. You have to explain it as transparently and thoroughly as you possibly can so there's zero ambiguity of what these players are coming into and what this program is going to offer them because our program and a lot of programs that are based on leadership and developing the total person are the opposite of rolling the balls out there type of program. It's not the revolving door, transactional type of program where player comes in, player plays, player leaves, and you never talk to him again. The thing that, not to, not to toot my own horn here, but uh, this past December was six weddings of former players from August to December, and it was awesome it was tough but it was awesome to go to six former players weddings this past fall but that just describes the transformational type of system where instead of this roll the balls out there kind of thing it's a transformational kind of thing where they know that they're forming relationships they're forming friendships a lot of the groomsmen in their wedding are their teammates and as a coach who's watching these guys go from player to now successful person in life and start their families and establish roots and they're talking about lessons they learn not just on the field but all the other stuff and the things that they place value on these relationships with the people that they've built during their time at the institution it's just uh that's the rewarding part that's the paycheck and um and that's what it's all about so you have to Describe that in the recruiting process as best you can, that you're not coming to this school for three or four years. You're coming to this school for 30 or 40 years because we're going to be in your life for the rest of your life, like it or not. That's just how this program is run. I love that. So there's stakeholders within Clemson University. There's the football program with Dabo. There's so much success in and around Clemson in all different types of sports. Do you all share? I know you're all different. The sports are different. The makeup, the schedules, everything is different. But do you, in essence, share that core belief of what we're talking about? That's one of the unique things about Clemson University, and you'll hear every coach say it, whether it's Dabo Sweeney or Mike Noonan or any of them will talk about Clemson family. And it's very intentional from the leadership of the president of the school, Jim Clements, to our athletic director, Graham Neff, all the way down to all the coaches and all the student athletes and the community itself. It's just to feel like you've just walked into a bigger, immediate family where you are welcomed. 
and you are treated in a way that makes you feel like you're a part of something and you're not just here to do the thing that you were recruited to do and then go off, but you truly are a valued piece. And the players, all of them, the student athletes understand that they are joining something bigger than themselves, but it's the coaches and the leadership within the school that embraces, yeah, no, you're not, you're not the puzzle, you're a piece of the puzzle, but we're all in this together. Yeah, and that makes certain college institutions and athletic departments, Clemson being one of them, uh, really, really special. So I very, feel very fortunate to be a part of it because it does truly feel like that family atmosphere. A couple more for you and we'll let you go because you're busy. This is a gigantic conference. I mean, I'm telling you, Eric, this is great, right? I mean, my gosh. It's awesome, yeah, so every year. When you're talking to younger coaches, high school coaches, or coaches that aren't as prestigious at universities by way of baseball programs as Clemson is, how do you advise them on this premise, the premise of servant leadership, the premise of being a great teammate, the premise of a legacy of a university that is with you for 30 years? How do you convey that? I know it's different than a recruit or a player. Now you're advising someone to instill that into their methodology. Yeah, I think it's, um, I just remember myself as an assistant coach or a young coach and you know, sometimes you have a wandering eye and you're looking at what might the next job be and the next one. And it's important to have a career path and have ambition, and everyone should. But it's also very important to be where your feet are and make the current place that you're at as best that you can make it because that will stand out. And create an experience for the student-athletes at the school that is one that they'll reflect back on and say is absolutely priceless. There's no amount of money that they would trade if they had to give up the friendships, the experience, the relationships that were built. And coaches shape a very important role in doing that because they shape an environment. You know, I said the word family a second ago, and everyone sometimes tosses around that family and culture word. And I think as coaches, it's sometimes we start talking in platitudes like that. But if you really, you know, dive in and dig into what creates that family and that culture, it's the environment that you create every day. It's the environment that you shape every day, whether it's how you train, the emphasis you put on academics, getting out into the community and serving the community once a week, whatever it may be, your constant messaging to the team. But it's very intentional. It's on purpose. And creating high standards over time will lead to that culture and that family feel. But that's what I would tell young, young coaches is to make an experience for the student athletes one that they would say is absolutely priceless and watch how the scoreboard will take care of itself that's great and they're receptive i have to say because you have the coach of the year award successful in your career so they you, your, your credibility is high they must listen intently i would assume well i'm lucky i'm lucky to have mentors that that guided me um we have jack leggett on our on our current staff at Clemson who was uh, kind enough to give me my very first coaching job and when I got there I got introduced to Tim Corbin and he brought me to Vanderbilt with him for for seven years and uh, learning this truly kind of building this model of shifting the target and focusing on leadership uh, was extremely important but being a part of this Jack Leggett coaching tree coach Corbin was part of the Jack Leggett coaching tree the coach I played for at East Carolina played for and coached with Jack Leggett so it he's kind of the the you know the thick oak uh, tree that you know that ever that's that spawned so many branches you see a lot of similarities and you see a lot of commonalities with coaches from that Jack Leggett coaching tree and a lot of it is about creating this experience building these relationships being very intentional about it 
and I just feel very lucky to have those men in my life that has shaped who I am as a coach today. Well, listen, your players are lucky to have you. Thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Our podcast lineup flows on with Angel Flores, the AA manager of the Atlanta Braves. You know what I love about this conference? I've met some incredible people. You're in that category. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you for the opportunity of being on your show. Angel, you were a catcher. You played in the Detroit organization, then independent ball in a long minor league career. So you know what it takes mindset-wise and the game to get these double-A players to be the best versions of themselves. I've really teed up a wide, a wide category here, but how do you approach managing each and every day? Uh, you know what? Uh, managing, it's, it's about relationships, how you create relationships with your team. I think if you, if you take the time and get to know your players, create that relationship, the daily work that you do, I think it just, it's just going to come out. It's going to take care of itself. But the most important thing, I think, is creating the relationship with all these guys. How do you do that on an individual basis? So you have, let's say, your group of catchers, relief pitchers, starters, infielders, outfielders. How do you spend the time with the roster, 25, 30 guys? How do you do that? How do you systematically do that? Um, it's, it's a process. Uh, everything starts since day one in spring training. Uh, once you get your guys, you get your group, you start creating that chemistry with them. It's very important that they know each other and uh, they start caring about each other. Once that happens, me as a manager, uh, I'm very blessed to have a, an awesome staff. So my staff, they take care of you know their areas, and then we try to you know we try to approach each one of the guys. So I read an article in Sports Illustrated a few years back. Tom Crean, the Indiana basketball coach, had been let go, and he went and studied. He was took a year sabbatical, per se, and he went and studied the methodology of other coaches, 76ers, uh, different sports, and things of that nature. And he, one of the managers that he studied was Tony La Russa, the Hall of Famer. And Tony La Russa said within that article in Sports Illustrated that he goes to bed every night thinking, when he was with the Cardinals, thinking about the different players he has to talk to the following day so everyone would think in a general sense he's thinking about oh i got a hit and run tomorrow i've got a you know a lefty on the mound who am i going to hit second but no he was he's also thinking about that but he was also thinking about the relationships do you do the same thing when you go to bed at night what's on your mind for me personally what i try to do is uh i try to put myself in in my players shoes a lot um that way i can feel or I can at least try to get close to the feel that they're having, you know, every day or, or after every game. Yeah, game planning, it's, it's, it's a big role of what we do. Um, but I think caring about the players, is, it's more. You get so attached to them that it's so hard not to do it. Are you a jovial guy? Do you come in like with smiles on your face? Are you more stern? Does it depend on the individual? How do you approach it in a general sense? Well, I mean, there's a time and place for, you know, being that mean guy that nobody want to see. There's a time and place of being a friend. I think, you know, I try to I, I try to keep things loose in my clubhouse and in my team. Uh, I try to give them the opportunity of, you know, us as coaches and uh, as managers to try to be available for them in any area that they need us. 
So it's it's more of a friendly approach. Now, if you know the other side have to come out, it will come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you calculate that, or do you just go with your gut and go with your emotions? Like, how do you? If some, what would cause you to turn that switch? You know what? Um, we are gonna make mistakes. Right. So uh, you know that. Um, you know I did it before. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't near close to be perfect. So we are gonna make mistakes. I think what really gets in my nerves, it's not showing that you're a teammate. You know, being a teammate for me, it's it's very important. Uh, I think if something goes wrong on your side, you got to be able to to flush that out turn the page and be there for for your teammate because I mean think about it you take in a bat let's say you strike out bottom of the seven game in the line uh, you strike out with the met with this with a, a, a tight run on third base whatever it is you come back to the dugout there's two out guess what there's somebody else that is gonna take that at bat so for me if you you strike out, but you're there for your teammate, I think for me that's the most important thing. Now, if if you're selfish, that shows, that shows, and I, that's that's something that I think that I can't stand. <laughs> yeah. I, I get I get it. So you know, and you and I were talking um, a couple hours ago when we we met one another about the grind mm-hmm. and embracing the grind. And you said something I thought was very interesting. You said everybody sees the top collegiate players and the major leaguers, but they don't necessarily appreciate or, and or understand the grind and the charm, let's call it, of minor league baseball. Tell me your thoughts on that, please. Well, um, some of these guys, like, they come out of big schools, big colleges, and, uh, you know, they think that once you get drafted, that's it, and then you go straight to the show. Guess what? You're going to go to spring training. You're going to sign your professional contract. You're going to go to spring training. And there's going to be 24 other guys that are, you know, as good or better than you. So uh, this is where I think everything starts. Like, you know, uh, get to know who you really are. uh, Get to know what you need in a daily basis to compete and give yourself the best chance to be up there. What's the key? What's the key to making it in your mind? Like from double A, triple A, and then going to the show? Man, I think for me it's consistency consistency your routines what you do on a daily basis you know starting from what time you get out of the bed what you do in preparation to get to the field once you get to the field how do you set your locker how do you put your uniform on um, you know how do you approach your your stretch your daily routines and all the stuff for me consistency is the key that is going to get you there do you see people on the double-a level that you know are going to go to the show and do you treat them differently or do you try to take them aside how do you treat somebody you see that guy will make it to the show well you know what uh i had the opportunity on on uh uh, 2022 we had mike harris in our team and he went straight from mississippi to the big leagues so that was pretty cool because we had him in the uh, beginning of the year we had him in mississippi and then we gave him the news that he was going to go to to atlanta also bon grison was another case that uh, i had the opportunity to tell him bon you're getting called up you're going to atlanta (laughs) so it's it's pretty cool to see that talent of course, those those guys they stand out. Personally, I try to treat everybody the same. I mean, uh, uh, my team is my team. I don't care if you're the leadoff guy or you're the nine-hole guy. I don't care. I try to treat my uh, my team the same. 
listen, I wish you all the luck this year. I'm so glad we met. I'm so glad you came on. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we thank Angel and Eric very much for being on the show. Keep the line moving. Coaches Week continues tomorrow. We will have Jose Cruz Jr. on, the former major leaguer and head coach of Rice Baseball, and Ryan Daggs from Show Me Baseball. You don't want to miss this. And thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on Keep the Line Moving Coaches Week. Every week, you hear guests on this podcast talk about some of their biggest leadership challenges. As a leader, you want to make an impact on those you lead and reach your organization's goals while also optimizing your time management. Wherever you are in your leadership journey, we could all use some help. This is what we focus on with our group and individual coaching services. To book a call or get more information, email me directly at chrisg at garganoleadership.com or visit our website at garganoleadership.com. For our podcast and video producer, Jack Radutsky, and our marketing coordinator, Savin Narwhal, have a great week, everybody.